welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode of Contractor Evolution from Breakthrough Academy. In this episode, Benji talks about why the first 10 minutes of your sales call is more important than the last 10 minutes and the three things that you need to accomplish in the first 10 minutes that will help you close the sale. Hi, Benji here. Welcome back to Contractor Evolution and our sixth and final episode of the Ultimate Hiring Funnel series. Over the last five weeks, we've tried to lay out the fundamental steps involved in attracting and hiring the talent that your business deserves. Building a world-class hiring funnel is absolutely not an easy thing to do, but nothing important ever was. And if building a rockstar team isn't at the top of your priority list, I don't know what is. Now, last week, we talked in depth about the interviewing stage, but we aren't quite done yet. To close this process out, we need to talk about the all-important job offer call and then the expectations meeting that follows. Now, one thing that contractors seem to really struggle with is holding people accountable. Employees make up their own expectations a lot of the time, standards slip, and your frustrations mount. Now, this expectations meeting solves this by clearly articulating the standard at the precise moment when your new employee is the most malleable. Remember this, you cannot hold the line with someone if you never drew it in the first place. To walk us through this, we're really excited to have James Dale returning to the show. Um, James is the Director of Training and Development for Breakthrough Academy. He himself has hired and conducted expectations meetings for hundreds of staff, all the way from general laborers to high-powered executives. He's the brains behind the BTA management system which he and his team of coaches helped to implement into the businesses of over 400 fast growth contractors. Um, And it also needs to be said, his fantasy football team is off the chain this year. So let's conclude this ultimate hiring funnel series with James Dale. You're watching Contractor Evolution, where we unpack the systems, tactics, and skills you need to take your fast growing contracting business to the next level. You're here to learn what it takes to scale up, work less, and increase profitability. You've come to the right place. Stay tuned to learn what separates the new breed of contractor from the old school, and welcome to your ultimate guide on the business of contracting. Hey, just before we jump into things, I wanted to let you know you can get the free resources that we talk about in this episode in the show description. So hit pause right now, go download them, and they'll be waiting in your inbox by the time we finish this episode. James Dale, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped to be here. This is my second time on. You guys are doing an excellent job, and Thank I'm you. happy to be here. We're excited to have you back. Uh, you're one of our favorite guests. You know, the door's always open. Thank you. Uh, okay, so just for our listeners, I want to do a super quick recap, because we are today on episode six of a six-part series we've called the Ultimate Hiring Funnel Series. Um, So in episode one, this is going back almost a a month and a half ago, we talked about ideal candidate profiling with with Josie Ann. 
um, how incredibly important it is to understand who you're looking for before you go out and look for them. Seems like an obvious step, but a lot of people skip it. So we unpack that thoroughly. In episode two, we talked about how to turn those profiles into a really well-written job posting that tells a story, that's got great imagery, that captures the attention of your ideal candidate um, and gets them to click and apply, hopefully. So that was episode two. Episode three, we had on Assad, if you'll remember, and he talked about those like active recruitment tactics. How do you promote these job postings more effectively? In essence, how do you get as many eyeballs on this role as possible? In episode four, right at this point, you've got an inbox that's kind of filling up with resumes and, and, and cover letters and people applying. We talked about how to manage that flow, how to sort it into folders, how to prioritize your calls, and then how to do this very important interview setup call. And then last week with James Alish, we got into some interviewing secrets. How do you um, understand a candidate's backstory? How do you probe for different preferences and abilities? Um, how do you make super informed, super precise decisions on who you hire. Now, today is like the capstone. This is the final and very, very important step of any ultimate hiring funnel. And what we're going to talk about today is both the job offer call. So that's when you pick up the phone and announce to this new employee that they've been hired for the role. And then the uh, the expectations meeting that follows shortly thereafter. So like Benji said, it's a really good point, man. No great hiring process is complete without this clincher step um, and putting a bit of focus and energy to close it off properly with this individual mm -hmm. that you hopefully are going to work with for many years, if not, if not decades to come. So James, why do you do this with all of your hires? Why is this such a crucial step in your eyes for every hire? Such a good question. So Two things I would say, big things. One, high performers want to know what are the next steps. Right. So that's a huge one. The second piece would be, it's really hard to hold someone accountable if you've not set good expectations. And that's right. essentially what an expectations meeting is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and that's such a good point, James, because there's, I think people often don't kind of conceptually think about this. The selection and interview process and the relationship you build there with the person you're going to choose transitions into your relationship coaching and leading them. And that transitionary point is one to be pretty mindful of. I think a lot of people see it as two totally different things. I'm going to interview this person and then all of a sudden they're just going to be an employee and that's mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But there's an important relational step. So it's, it's, it's a really good point. So James, let's start the conversation here. You've, you've done your interviews. You've chosen the candidate you want to bring us uh, bring aboard. Take us through the steps involved in a good job offer call. So the first thing is you've got to set up the job offer call. And so what that might mean is that you could call this person directly and just say, hey, you've got the job, or you might want to set the stage for that. So you might want to, you could text them, you could even say, hey, I've got, I'd like, to, I'd like to connect with you, I've got some good news, I've got some important news, to kind of set the stage mm -hmm. for what's going to come. Rather than just calling just them call out them. of the blue. You, you could call, maybe it depends on the role, maybe it depends on, your, on, your, on how things have gone, but I think, I think it's a nice touch to say, hey, I, I'd love to talk to you, are you free today at 12 o'clock, sure. are you free tomorrow at 4 o'clock? Okay. Yeah, I, th I like the better than even good news because that's it. It's, it's kind of giving it away. Yeah, like sure. the, the wording that I often like to use is is if it's in an email or whatever, we have an important update to share with you about the role. Are you available <laughs> two o'clock on Tuesday? I love for it. a half hour Ooh, discussion. Very cryptic. Yeah, yeah. I, like I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. Um, what else is there any anything else that you do to prep for that before you pick up the phone and dial? So it's a, it's a good question too. So you need to know when the start date would be 
and also when you'd want to have the expectations meeting. So you want to have those dates nailed down so that you can talk to them about that on that job setup on that job offer call so so in, in your block schedule you've got some time allotted a few days out for the expectations meeting and then you know whether it's a week or two weeks or ho however long later there's there's a clear uh start date that you've thought through as well where they're actually going to begin their role officially 100 yeah. and let me just say this a lot of people don't put nearly enough thought as they should of when they're going to start that individual because there's so many considerations around like you need to build a good onboarding plan if you don't have one built for that role that takes time to do when do you have the capacity to be present as a leader for their onboarding when does it fit for other people on the team a lot of people you know you're you're on the job offer call and you give it so what's the start date be like uh well, Soon. April 15th yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And you're like, well, that's actually like a really bad decision. But people have not even thought through it. So you don't want to roll, like you don't have the phone ringing and be like, oh crap, when am I starting this person? Yeah. <laughs> or, or like we're starting tomorrow. That could be even worse potentially. Totally. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. anyway, in the prep, important to tactically think through that start date. Yeah. 100%. Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you've you've picked up the the phone the it, it's now ringing they pick up take us through how that phone call should go. So the first thing that I would recommend is something called a trial close and some of you might know this concept but basically before you offer the job you want to kind of gauge are they still interested in the job. So it could be something along the lines of like hey just want to, you might be like hey what is your excitement level of the job or have you what are your thoughts on the job still like it's kind of like setting that stage. And you kind of want to get them to, some will be like, I'm super pumped about the job. I've been thinking about the job. I'm excited about the job. So you know that they are ready to accept the role. Before like you, if yeah. you offer it to them, they are going to indeed take it and you are going to move forward rather than you offering it to them and they go, uh, actually, I've been meaning to tell you. You're kind of screwed. Exactly. You've lost leverage. So they might be like, I, I just let you know, I've been thinking about this and I, I, I've got these questions or this is on my mind or, hey, I'm, I'm interviewing somewhere else like right now and I think I'm going to take that role. So you <laughs> right. want to kind of understand the lay of the land before you actually so just triple check, triple, triple check, check that they, they still want to do this. Because it could have been a few days, right? Or maybe a week since you last talked to them or a couple of days or whatever, the, you know, yeah. whenever the last interview was. Then what? So then I think what you do want is you do want is you want to offer the role. So you want to off the and say, hey, listen, I, we've gone through all of our interviews. Uh, I've done, you know, we may have done reference checks. I've thought a lot about this. I'm super excited to offer you the role. Mm -hmm. And so from there, what you want is a clear, like, from their perspective, like, excitement and yeah. ex acceptance. Like, thank you so much. Really pumped. Yeah. Can't wait to mm -hmm. get started. Can't the, wait to meet the team. I'll just say the energy here is really important. You don't want to be out, like, just for like a casual walk where you're kind of half distracted. And so, yeah, we've interviewed some people and, um, and, and I think we're going to, we're going to pick you. Like, yeah. like that's not the tone. <laughs> that is not the tone you want. Yeah, what you, is, what is the tone? Like, give me an example. I think you genuinely need to be really excited. And hopefully if you've done your due diligence and you, you are. kind of understand the power and impact of adding this individual, you're truly pumped to have them yeah. on the team if you've picked the right person and that needs to, to come across. So in these phone calls, I'm in a centered kind of space where I'm actually focused and present with them. Like I'm absolutely not driving. I'm not out like first walk down the beach. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm present to this individual and, um, and I'm very intentional with my tone and my energy and I want that excitement to come across to them. Super important. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's good. Okay. What, what do you, what do you talk about after you've sort of uh, announced that they've been chosen? So I think some other really strong points on this call will be after they've, they've, you've, 
offered the role with excitement, like Igor's saying. They're like, yes, I'm excited about the role. I think a really good point is to um, actually tell them some of the, the reasons why you've hired them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a really strong way to kind of continue the conversation. Maybe, you know, if you've done your due diligence, like Igor said, you've interviewed, maybe there's certain aspects of the, like things you were looking for in that role, like maybe attainment or tenacity or precision or their use of technology or whatever it is for the role. And so you should highlight, this is the reason why we made this decision. So like, here's an example, or this example, or this, this experience you've had, or this, ex their, this aspect of your skill set to kind of really hammer that home so that the, they can understand this justification. It's complimentary it, as yeah, well. It's complimentary and it's intentional. Yeah. It's not random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'll say for those of us who know James well, uh, a big part, of, a big thing that makes James really strong as a leader is like he has such a real care for people. Um, James, you you make people feel good about what they're doing, and clearly, like this starts for James. It starts this early, uh, like as, as soon as he, this this role is being offered. And I think that, that that a lot can be be learned from from that. So that, that's a really cool thing to kind of go into this phone call prepped from your interview of why this person you think is such a strong fit. But, but you, you, again, you need to put yourself in the shoes of this applicant as well. Right. They're in a very vulnerable position. They've they've looked at your company. They've, they've laid it all out there, talk, talked about their past and their mm -hmm. jobs and their bosses and what went well and what didn't and the goals for the future. And they've um, just left their it, other and work to leave their other job. <laughs> that, that as well. They, they may have also done this with a few other companies. So they're in sort of a vulnerable place going, man, I... I really, really hope that this works out. And I think one of the, the easiest things that you can do to give them a sense of relief and really reassure them that they've made the right decision in you is what you said. It's like, hey, here's here's we, we, you've got the job and here's why we actually picked you over the many other people mm -hmm. that we interviewed. It's a it's a really important piece. After you do that, what's what's the next thing you might unpack with them on the call? I think another strong thing to do is to let them know maybe some of the things that uh, some of the things that opportunities for them or things that that they you may have to work with them on potentially or maybe some gaps that they have to kind of get used to in the role. So kind of like you've, you've said, here's some things we really like about you. No one is perfect. Like no one is perfect. So there's going to be something that if they don't have experience in or have to learn on the job or something. But you're kind of setting that stage for, hey, we're here for you, but there's an op some opportunities for you to get better as well. Yeah, look out for this stuff. And if in um, if if you remember from our last episode, James Alish said an interview is about three things. It's it's figuring out if they have the preferences and abilities you need. It's figuring out their gaps, and it's to sell. So it's the gaps part that mm -hmm. you would be bringing up to say, hey, we interviewed you for these things. Um, you're going to excel in this role, but just so you know, you might actually kind of, you might be a little challenged in these areas and we're here to support you through that. So yeah. you're giving a little bit of feedback on, on top of the complimentary tone. Um, I'm assuming from there, you kind of, you, you'd be scheduling the expectations meeting. Is, is there anything else that, that kind of is important to get across on this call? No, I think that's good. I mean, that's a, that's a good conversation with all those things. And there's probably obviously maybe some banter back and forth as you're talking to them. But I think then I think you would like the prep for this meeting, for this sort of for this call, you'd want to have, when is the expectation meeting? Yeah. Which would probably be a, a technically probably a couple of days from then. And then also when is their start date? Okay. So those two things. And one important bit to mention is just this expectations meeting. So this next step is really important to have continuity. You, what you don't want is to have that meeting weeks out and to lose that person's excitement. So this is kind of, this should, should be pre-planned in your calendar 
as you're going into this job offer call where the expectations meeting is set within days not weeks because they'll, they'll go get another job or yeah or, or just, they'll lose excitement continuity through this whole hiring funnel is an important piece mm-hmm. there's like an emotional momentum that people have and what you don't want to do is get it get them on the phone really excited we're offering the job and i'll see you in two and a half weeks to go through an expectations meeting okay not good Okay, cool. So that, that, that's the job offer call, um, and it's it's uh, a, a really important, probably a fun call to make as as it, an employer, as a leader. It could be super enjoyable yeah. because you're again, you are excited that they're coming the team, and they should be excited as well. You've done the work. This is kind of a, a nice a nice moment for for both of you. Okay, so the next um, the next step is, and and the final step actually of this whole series is this uh, expectations meeting. We're going to go through a bit of a framework in a minute here, but just can you give me like very high level summary of what an expectations meeting is? Yeah, ultimately it's to set really good expectations with the person and also talk about their onboarding. Like very briefly, like what is the next steps on the onboarding? Because that's the next thing that will happen with this person. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I will say... I'm sure that if you all, if you're listening to this and you reflect on people that you've hired previously, think about what it's like to set expectations with somebody early on when you hire them, as opposed to introducing new expectations like seven months later. Yeah, It's very different. So this is a really um, kind of pivotal moment and it's a high leverage moment, I think is is an even better word. It's this, you really want to think through the full set of expectations that you're going to have for this person in this role at this time, because this is by far the easiest time in the entire employment process to set good expectations with them. Why is that? Is it, is it, is it the, the power distance? Is it the, like you can't, I don't necessarily have them in the palm of your hand, but you ha- there's some level of like authority that you Absolutely. have. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a power dynamic there for sure. And they're way more malleable at that time. Because of the excitement. Because of the excitement. Because of the emotions. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like anything, right? When you go into it, if you think back to you know, heading into your first day of high school or your first day of university. And if someone's telling you, all right, Benji, this is what it's going to be like, and this is what you need to be ready for. Mm -hmm. You are going into that experience with that context. Yeah. Right. And all of our life experiences are like that. Everything is about like, what is it like as compared to your expectations? So if your expectations get set accordingly, you're going to roll with that. It's very normal. Like we all, we all do that. So just remember, this is a pretty high leverage time for you. You want to put thought into these expectations. This is the time to do it. I think, and just to add to this, is this is where your first kind of like leadership moment with totally. this person, right? Mm. This is your first time where you're a leader and you got to be, there's a, I mean, leadership is a big topic, but you want to be firm, mm-hmm. kind of friendly, but it, that, that kind of tones, or it's yeah. like you're excited in there, but you're also, this is the yeah. expectation moving exactly. forward. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So, so that's um, it's, it's it's a good overview of, of the expectations meeting. So, James, tell us a bit about before you go into it. So, let's just say you're you're meeting this new hire. You've done the you know you've you've done the job offer call on a Monday, and it's now Thursday. It's Thursday, two o'clock, and you're heading into this expectations meeting. What are some of the things that you've done prior to that? What have you done between the Monday and the Thursday to get ready to actually be in that meeting with that new hire? So one thing is you have to have an employment agreement built exactly. with job description, uh, as well as maybe not all the specific details, but you want to know what is the onboarding plan? 
how are you going to fast track this person, which basically means like how are you going to get them competent in the role and how are you going to make them feel part of the team, like right tracking is what I call yeah. it, as, you know, as quickly as possible. You don't have to have all the details, but you want to be able to, in that meeting, explain to them, like, here's our game plan to get you yeah. into the role. So what James just said is super important. This is, if you've not got this set up, this could be a couple hours of work. And it's good because it's, it's a really important couple hours of work. Or maybe you have this pre-templated from different people you've hired in the same role, which then makes it easier. But you got to go in there with a well-dialed job description employment agreement because that's what you're going through with the person. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not showing up in your first real instance as a leader with a messy job description description and employment agreement with typos that's not well yeah. formatted with different fonts and like it's just as or just doing say, it off the top of your head even worse. Yeah. so i think you're gonna do this and i think you're gonna yeah. do that it's as benji be would say it's not a good look for you as a leader. <laughs> it's not a good look for you so this is this is legitimately a couple hours of work and i will say this too um we are going to offer in the, for this in this episode a really good template of what an employment agreement with a job description should look like so head over right now to the link in the description in the show notes. There's an available free download. This employment agreement that James is talking about is available for you to download and use and stick right into your hiring process at this expectations meeting. So anyway, that's just, it's, it's a really important prep bit. It's both that and some semblance of an onboarding plan because a great candidate is going to be looking for you at that point of like, all right, James, tell me what are my next steps? And if you have your stuff together, you're going to be able to give them a bit of a lay of the land. So James kind of mentioned a point, but don't underestimate it. It is a couple hours of work that you've got to get ready. You don't just stroll into that meeting uh, without any of that stuff prepared. So it's, uh, it's, 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 it's really good. Um, JD, is there anything that you have that person prepare? Like, is there anything that you want them to bring in? Yeah, like, so it's a good point. It probably should, it should be in person, this meeting yes, should be in person, yeah. and they should probably bring in any kind of like payroll information you might need or any kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, if it's Canada, like any kind of SIN number or anything yep. you would need to kind of onboard that person from like an administrative perspective. Good. Yeah. Cool. So, so you, they're coming in with that, you're coming in with your stuff, and you meet. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so yeah. you're at um, you're at your office. You're at a coffee shop. You're at the destination that you guys have have decided to meet at on the day of the expectations meeting. Take us through how to execute one. Sure. So my style, and I think I, I would recommend this to anybody, is you always start with rapport, right? So again, this is a this is an ongoing relationship. Uh, they are on the team now, and and so. Rapport is huge to start with. So I would always start with rapport. Mm-hmm. Rapport is basically how are they doing? There's probably a ton of stuff that you've learned about this person over the course of the last, you know, however many interviews you've done. So it's going to be maybe follow up on maybe family or hobbies or whatever it may be. And so I would always start with that. And so, you know, you know, for me, if I, well, if I get into stuff, how is your fantasy football team doing? How is the oh. sport doing? Whatever they're into. <laughs> what right? if they don't play fantasy football, James? If they, so if they've not played fantasy football, I'll probably tell them they made a terrible mistake and I've, I should not have hired them. Or I'll smack talk their team or whatever it is. But yeah, it's so f- fun. And you tell them you've made a terrible hiring I, mistake. I made a terrible and, mistake. Uh, and yeah. you need to, I, I you like need to, to recount your offer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that is, is really, really good, I think. Okay. We're, yeah. we're joking. You, yeah. you should not fire someone for not playing fantasy football. Yeah. Um, okay. So after you build some rapport, you just hang out. How are you doing? How's your family? How's your week been? Uh, then, then you're kind of moving to the structured part of this expectations meeting. Um, you're, you're, tell us about how you walk through an employment agreement properly. 
So here's a best practice. I would, I would have the employment agreement printed out and I would have two copies. And the reason why is it can be uncomfortable or weird if like you're both like sitting shoulder, next to shoulder, each other. Yeah, shoulder to shoulder yeah. looking at it. So maybe you're at a table. You don't read well upside down, James? Yeah, oh yeah, I have to read upside down too. So like you, they have a copy, you have a copy. And, and also if they, they need to, to take it with them, for example, as well. So to have two versions printed out is, is an important piece. Um, then what I would do is I would walk through the employment agreement. Mm-hmm. And depending on how long it is, you might not want to read every single part, but I think there's some very important parts that you do want to go through. Um, at the top, usually on all of my employment agreements, it always has the values of the company. So I would actually start with like, again, the values, specifically the role yep. scope. And then I would get into things like the deliverables and the accountabilities of that role. And this is to a place where I would spend some time on. Like I would walk through the deliverables of the role, like the high level, maybe three or four things they'll be measured on, make sure they understand that. And then all the accountabilities that would be part of the role as well. And I think that deserves some attention to like really spend some time on that. Because again, to Igor's point before, like this is where you can really set the stage. You're firm, you're fair, you're friendly, but you're making sure people understand. Because this is the, the, this, mm-hmm. the time where this is the easiest to go through this versus you know, two months later. Yeah. yeah, it's really like when we talk about setting clear expectations, it's that list of accountabilities that sets those. So it's about how you go through it, like being firm, fair, all that stuff. But it's, you got to have it well prepped. Like you have to have really thought through this because that's the stuff you're really going through. Yeah. It's that list of accountabilities and all those expectations that you have on them. That's when you're going to lay it out, but you've thought through this before. And I'll just add this one small piece to this, but I think it is valuable is on some of the accountabilities, like some of those, like people, you can just tell people things, but like the why behind certain things. Mm. Like, like why right. is this an important accountability? Like your role is really important here and this is one of your accountabilities and this is why this yeah. is important. Yeah, so if, if you're like onboarding a project manager here, um, not even onboarding, but you're going through this expectations meeting and you're saying one of the things you're going to do at the closeout of every job is you're going to go back to that customer's house and you're going to go with a bottle of wine and the gift pack that we have and you're going to have a 10-minute chat with them as you drop that off to talk to them a bit about their experience in the job. Here's a why that's so important both to our brand and the way, and what we learn in terms of customer feedback and the kind of reviews that we ask for online and why that fuels marketing. So you can explain the why. So it's not just like, well, you have to take time out of your busy schedule to right. go get a freaking bottle of wine and take it to the door. No, but you have to explain the why behind that. It's a, it's a really good point. Yep. Um, other stuff you might go through would be like more, uh, the deliverables and accountabilities are like the most important, but you'd probably mention stuff about like like vacation time, benefits, who they report to. Um, would compensation you, would you, structure. Okay, compensation structure. Is this the first time that they're hearing about comp or is this stuff they know already? That's a really good point. And this, so... I think we brought this up earlier in this whole this whole podcast today, but there should be no new information given here. Okay. So they should know mm-hmm. already the compensation, like you know the base, if there's a bonus, whatever it is. There should be like this. You don't want to have as a big surprise, like whoa, I didn't know that. Okay, like that should have already been dealt with prior in the interview. In the interview, the yeah, later stages yeah, of it, for the sure. Later stages of the yeah. interview, like it's it's been brought up. So there's no again, there's no new information here. Like everything you're showing this person is things you probably talked about. Maybe not this granular detail in the accountabilities, but there's they there's nothing 
brand new here they're hearing so yeah compensation vacation all that stuff okay you kind of like reiterate it okay. sorry reiterate it do you have them sign off on anything yeah so typically what i would recommend is that they uh initial every page you initial every page and then there's usually a place where they would sign like maybe their signature one on one stage of the employment agreement yeah. as well can i say an important thing here though um it the their different employment agreements for different roles are, are are different right so roles that are a lot more complex like if you're hiring a general manager there are going to be a number of other legal provisions whether it's around like non-solicitation or non-competition clauses all this kind of stuff um, whereas a simpler employment agreement for like a painter or a landscaper this is going to be a lot simpler uh, a simpler role maybe you have them sign right away but a more complex role what I would really recommend is that you tell them to go read it over one more time on their own. If they want to review it with an employment lawyer, they can. But with a more complex role, it's better if they go, you, you want them to go have a read through it on their own and make sure they don't have any other questions. It's a really good point. And, I, and just to Igor's point there, what I would say too is, if you have an employment agreement, you know, you know, I think Igor said he's going to have one attached to this. There, there could be some sections of it that are very, like, maybe a little bit more legalese and a bit more complicated. What I would recommend as you're going through the employment agreement, on some of those ones, like, to go through the, the layman's terms of what this section means mm -hmm. and what this section means. Like, just, you don't need to, like, read out the entire thing to everybody, but, like, this is what this section means. Yeah. This is what this section means. And just kind of, like talk about those sections so people are yeah. like because it could be confusing totally so if you're if you're watching this or you're listening to this and you're thinking ah oh, man i my expectations meaning either i don't do them or i don't do them very well and you're going to want to you want to sit down and kind of practice this right like you you draft up a really good employment agreement with clear deliverables and accountabilities and the comp structure and all that stuff's laid out you might just like sit down and practice going through it, whether it's with your wife or your husband or a friend or whatever. But the way that you go through it is quite important, right? And, I, and like I, it's, it's facing them, right? I've got my pen and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm having their eyes follow my pen. And what you want to distinguish is that there's certain sections of it, like, so like James said, that are really important that you're going to go through word word for word, like their deliverables, their accountabilities, the comp structure, their reporting structure, all this kind of stuff. But there's going to be other terms like a standard severability clause or a force majeure clause, you don't need to read through that. Like you yeah. could just give them a high level of, okay, this is a section around like around the non-solicitation, why at the end of employment, you cannot go poach our customers or, but you may just summarize it in a few words, but you need, again, coming back to your presence and persona as a leader, it needs to be clear that you know this agreement, that's a part of your job. Yeah. And again, to this point, high performers are looking for someone who's organized. They're analyzing They're you analyzing you too still. So like, again, for you to show competence, professionalism, yeah. that's it. And, you, and you're also, I think you're doing the right thing as well. You want to make sure people don't, it's not like, hey, read this, good luck with it. It's like, let me walk <laughs> you through this thing. Totally. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're looking at you. And if you're not dialed in on this, do yourself a favor and go practice it a couple times so that for the rest of your career, you come across as super strong doing this. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a, a good investment of a, of a bit of time. So that's good. Um, Anything else here in this expectations meeting? I think once you've gone through the employment agreement, I think again, again, if you've, you know, to prepare for this, maybe we talked about the onboarding. So mm -hmm. you might have a general, like, when is their start date? And like, what does that first week look like? first week, first two weeks look like for them? Give them an overview. Give them an overview, right? So you don't have to have all the specifics, but you want to be, so that they know there's a plan here. 
So, yeah, just even even a rough plan. And hey, hey, listeners, we've mentioned a lot of times like like you need to have an onboarding plan built. If you know we've we've not talked about that in this series, and and we're not going to uh, because this is purely about hiring. But if you want a really good resource on onboarding, go listen to episode six of this Contractor Evolution show. Uh, it's with um, a really, really, really high-performing entrepreneur named Kurt Jansen, who's got like one of the most dialed-in onboarding processes we've ever seen, and he just unpacks how he built it. So if, if, you're, if you're like listening to this going, oh, I, I also don't have an onboarding plan, go check that yeah. out. It will demystify it a lot for you. Shout right? out to Kurt Jansen. Big shout out to Kurt Jansen. Yeah. Awesome. And just to be clear, guys, this is not like in this meeting, the, the pressure isn't on you where you have to show this person like this beautifully built and color-coded calendar where you're like, on the Wednesday of your first week at 10.30, here's the meeting you're gonna be at. No, just, all you gotta do is give them a general overview of of the kind of broad buckets of stuff they're gonna be diving into over the course of their onboarding. Remember, what they're looking for from you is like, is this leader gonna be setting me up for success Mm -hmm. in my first couple weeks? That's kind of what they're thinking about, and that's, you gotta make them feel reassured that, that you've got that. They don't need to know the exact time yet. So that's, that's, um, that that's all that's important there and you, and you do confirm that start date and you need to contract with them on it in the sense that you know coming into this meeting what makes sense for your organization and you need to make sure it makes sense for them too. Um, good, and what's the close like of this meeting, JD? I think I think giving a tight timeline, so, so you mentioned, for example, if everything's good, they could potentially sign it, initial it right there. If, to your point, like, hey, you want to go take a look at it and read through it again, I would make that quite tight, like yeah. within two days, please get this back to me. Cool. And so give them that. And then um, that would be the thing. I think you all obviously end the meeting right. on a good note again. Nice like strong handshake. Yeah, strong good, handshake. Good energy, I'm, again, yeah. I'm super excited you're on the team. Yeah. So you want to kind of close it out, but uh, you want to make sure that you are tight with that, uh, that yeah. employment agreement coming back to you. Awesome. Uh, thanks, James. That's awesome. That's such a good overview of the expectations meeting. So it's, it's, it's you build a bunch of rapport check off that they play fantasy football, have a chit chat, uh, walk them through that employment agreement as, as we talked about, then go through their onboarding and training overview and, um, and, and set some next steps. Good. And guys, remember if, uh, if you don't have a strong employment agreement, check out the link in the description, just download it as an example. It'll get you to, uh, to a, a really good starting point. Um, JD, just, you mentioned this in a couple of casual words, but overall, like, presence and persona as a leader what are you trying to come across like in this expectations meeting yeah like i think in, in this meeting again it's the, it's it's kind of the first time that you are setting expectations uh and again it's really it is this is the best time to do it yeah. so i think again if i was to say like how would i describe it like you're firm so like you you're competent you know what you're talking about the fair is like the why like this is mm. why we do this this is why this is set up this way and then you're friendly, which is the report. So it's like you're, it's a positive tone. You're excited, but you're kind of laying out, this is what makes our company successful. This is what makes your role successful. This is why your role is so important. Yeah. Very good. Awesome, guys. It's a really great overview. That's fantastic. James, one final question for you before you go. So this whole process obviously takes a bit of work. You've got to prepare some of these materials. You've got to be kind of mentally present with this with this this person that you're about to hire and work with for a long period of time. Um, what's like, how does all this putting in all this work, how does it make in your eyes, in your experience, how does it make the whole performance management process and cycle that you're going to be doing with this person easier 
over the long term. Totally. Well, again, again, I'll, I'll say it again. It's hard to hold someone accountable unless you set expectations. So if you've set these expectations, you've walked through accountability deliverables, whether it be GSRs, team huddles, informal coaching, you, you've got them to fall back on if you've built this. So yeah. from a leadership and accountability perspective, if you have an employment agreement and you've gone through expectations, it makes that whole process mm. way, way easier. Love it. Such a simple but powerful note, I think, just to conceptualize that is like you cannot hold someone accountable to expectations that you haven't clearly set. Totally. Awesome. And on that bombshell, let's end there. JD, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks so much for watching this episode of Contractor Evolution. If you've already subscribed to our channel, consider sharing this episode with another contractor who you think needs to hear it. Paint podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.